0: This is Midnight Alchemy with your host Jason Allen on the Left Coast Media Network. And now here's Jason.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy and I am Jason Allen. Hello there. We got something a little different on this episode. We're not going to be, you know, talking and interviewing. Oh no. This week we're going to go the best paranormal movies ever ever and to help me do this i can only bring in one person right the, the the person who has got this down pat he is a he is a knowledgeable dude about everything ladies and gentlemen let me introduce doc normal hello <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah am i loud,
0: am I loud enough
1: <laughs> Oh yeah you're good okay yeah no over the past week or so i've been making uh you know, the list and going over it, some are going to be, you know, really standards and some are going to be, you know, I don't know if I've seen that one here. I don't don't know if I've ever heard of it, but I think I've got a tasty, uh, tasty wine list here. And I think it's going to be good. And it's not going to be like five, four, three, two, one, which is I'm just throwing them all out for your entertainment. So, so doc, how hard was it for you to come up with a list?
0: mm it was hard but uh just to think about all of the different aspects of paranormal film and yeah. literature so uh probably this afternoon i overthought it and started working on my master's thesis <clears throat> <laughs> i mean it's just like oh man yeah. you know yeah. cuz i mean where do you start where do right. you start i mean right. you know You you start with the the godfather.
1: Godfather's paranormal?
0: No, not the godfather. The godfather of storytelling. Oh. oh. The bard.
1: Ah, okay.
0: William Shakespeare. Right. Ghosts appear all over his plays.
1: Sure, you got Hamlet.
0: And, uh, you know, one of the great ghost bits is in Macbeth, right? The Scottish play. Scottish. So I mean, you know, it really goes back, it's interesting to look at the history of like paranormal stories, ghost yeah. a lot of them like ghost stories and things that go all the way back to Shakespeare. You have right. Dickens, right. Mary Shelley, uh, Bram Stoker, you know. Right. Right. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there. But I yeah, I tried to pick out some that people maybe don't know or have forgotten about. I mean, yes. there's, and there's tons of stuff in the last 20 years, uh-huh. um, tons and tons of movies out there. But
1: uh, yeah, since ever since uh, whenever Paranormal became Vogue, right?
0: Right, right.
1: Uh, yeah. On a upcoming show, I'm going to try to get uh, Dr. Rebecca Housel on.
0: Yeah, she should be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, the, the, she's perfect for this. She's yeah, the and, pop culture professor.
1: Right. Uh, so i'm I'm gonna go at it from that angle, you know like uh paranormal through pop culture through the more of a history bent
0: right right know?
1: but uh uh okay, let's get into this so i uh didn't put anything in order because a lot of it was just vomited out of my noggin, so it's an it's an i'm no, sure your uh, family
0: appreciated that.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they they always <laughs> they clean up always the cat
0: do. and what came out of Jason's noggin.
1: Right, it it <laughs> happens. It, it, you know, it's it, that's paranormal all in itself.
0: That's true. There's a movie right there. It's that's just right. like that. I don't know. He just showed up and he started vomiting out of his noggin, and right. uh, the government gets involved, and who knows what happens after that.
1: What's the title of it? The uh, Noggin Vomiter.
0: <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> Done,
1: or, or how about this? It's spewed at midnight, yeah. There you go. But uh, okay, number one, I just threw out there, okay, is, yeah. Uh, of course, the, the biggie close encounters of the third kind,
0: yeah. Good job, good job. You know, you can't, I, I had that first on my list, but I didn't put it on my list because I thought it was too obvious, right? Uh, oh, but I'm going for
1: the obvious, man.
0: No, no, but no, but it, it is definitely. Uh, you know, here, here's the problem with the when you say paranormal, it, mm-hmm. it's science fiction, it's horror, it's ghosts, it's it's a lot of different things. Right. Um, and of course, Close Encounters. You know, I consider that really it, it's a science fiction film, but right. it, it's it's fantastic in that there's all these paranormal things that happen due to the. Spoiler alert, aliens, you know, <laughs> right. UFOs. Um, and it's really well done, too. I mean, yeah. I love it when um, I love the scene when Barry gets abducted oh, yeah. in the house, when the like, like everything starts shaking and his toys go off and right. he runs in the room and the the uh, the oven opens up and it's like <laughs> on full blast. Not right. And I mean, th- those special effects Yep. are amazing, and uh I believe that's Douglas Trumbull by the way, who I will mention uh, later
1: Excellent yeah my, yeah, my favorite uh scene in that is uh when Richard Dreyfus is at the dinner table and he's got this huge pile of mashed potatoes and yeah. he's doing the devil's tower with me. he's like, this is important
0: anyway. yeah yeah I yeah you know, I saw that movie when I was a kid, yeah uh in the theater. I'm that old and and i loved it and over the years as i've rewatched it i've just i've never it's always held up and i've always really enjoyed it and it's 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 almost less about the aliens than it's the the characters what they're going through what they're experiencing kind of a psychological study of um of 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 you know what what are you going through if you're having these extraordinary things happen in your life, right? you know, which could be aliens, ghosts, uh, satanic spirits, you know, uh, there's so much psychology behind these stories. And I, I found that that was kind of a theme.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: psychology.
1: Yeah. And you know, you can't beat Spielberg, you know?
0: No, no. I, I think it's one of his, his, his best great cast. Uh, he, the the if people don't know um he cast his his um his idol francois Truffaut, the director oh yeah uh, the french director is lacombe yeah. the uh the french UFOologist scientist at the yeah. end yeah. um and and you know that was of course spielberg that was one of his great idols as a filmmaker and i I think Truffaut he he died pretty early so i i i think it was not many years later that he passed away um but uh so just a little thing there that the french scientist is uh is francois Truffaut, the french right. director
1: you read my mind uh when we were talking i was like i was gonna ask you hey who who's the french dude yeah <laughs> i could, i would have put it you know I mean, you, you did it very eloquently. And uh, yeah, I would. Who's the French dude?
0: Well, like I said, I've been working on my thesis. So, <laughs> so you're well versed. Yeah. I'm a, it was like, it's a podcast, man. Chill out. It's like, oh, no, no, no. A, <laughs> I have a book report due. <laughs> I'm right. stressed, man.
1: Hey, there will be no plagiarism <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Professor Jason's going to mark me down. <laughs> yeah, the guy that comes out with the French dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you're going to get the uh, feeling as we go along, but I'm going to be the low-hanging fruit guy.
0: Special mention to you, the guy who plays the translator is one of my favorite character actors, and he's also a writer and a director himself, uh, Bob Balaban. Oh, yeah, um, I love Bob and- Balaban. And he's yes. yeah, and he's in all kinds of different things. Uh I think one he just shows up and you're always like, Oh, wow, all right, Bob Balaban's in this. Um and he's done a lot of television and whatnot, but he was uh he was in the sequel to two thousand and one. He was the guy in the in the movie two thousand and ten, which was a sequel to two thousand and one made in the eighties, he was the guy who invented how. He's ah. the computer scientist yeah. who has to go to the discovery circling jupiter and reactivate hal and he and he he plays he always plays these nerdy guys like translator and you know professor and stuff and just, he's yeah. he's really good at that oh yeah so. my
1: my favorite uh movies uh with him in it uh, is the uh christopher guest movies like, oh yeah, yeah you know wait, waiting yeah. for guffman oh yeah and, and yeah and all that stuff uh a mighty wind Mm -hmm. yeah oh love Love those movies yeah love it all right dude uh you got you got to throw out one yourself
0: okay let me see here so you did close encounters Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll tell you what i'm not going to take this in order i do have it in chronological order but i'll play (laughs) i will i will play off i i will i will look at your move and then play my move
1: oh
0: okay so i'm going to take when I thought of Close Encounters, I thought of a different movie, okay. and that is, and and this goes along with, I think, one of the finest paranormal actors, mm-hmm. a little-known guy that you may never have heard of before, but I think he's an upcomer, and I think he's going to be a big star, one Christopher Walken.
1: Oh, I love, I loves me some Walken.
0: And I have one, two, I have three... Uh, four with an honorable, actually four, Christopher Walken films on my list. One nice. of them, if you liked *Close Encounters of the Third Kind*, you may very well like *Communion*.
1: Oh, yeah, Whitley Strieber, yeah, nineteen
0: eighty-seven, oh, written yeah. by uh, uh, his true accounts mm-hmm. by Whitley Strieber uh, right. or Strieber, I'm not sure how you say no, it, uh, Strieber. Um, he wrote a book about. Uh, his a- encounters with with aliens and it's kind of the whole getting abducted getting probed and whatnot and in 1989 Philip uh director Philip Mora turned this into a film starring Christopher Walken Lindsay Krause uh who uh, was in the original David Mamet film House of Games Francis Sternhagen great actor uh and and Andreas Katsulas. Andreas Katsulas is known to sci-fi people because he was played Jakar, the Narn ambassador in Babylon 5. Fantastic actor. He was also yeah. the one-armed man in the remake of The Fugitive with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. But Fantastic actor. I, I And I just re-watched it. It's up on Tubi. And um, I, I totally forgot who was in it. And it was like, oh, Lindsey Krauss. Oh, Andreas Katsulas. <laughs> they play friends. And this movie... It was hard. I I, I, I was watching it, but you have to really sit down and watch it because Mm. the way they film the paranormal, the encounters and stuff, like you really have to watch. Yeah. It's really well done. Like the very first time you see he kind of wakes up and weird stuff is happening and you see he kind of looks at the dresser drawer and you see an eye peeking out and then it flashes away and you're like, oh, crap. Movie will... (laughs) creep you out i mean yeah. um yeah and it's it's a really Walken is fantastic in it i mean he's christopher Walken, you know you right. know his style of acting but uh um yeah i think it's a good it's a great companion to close encounters because it is a study of the psychological effects of someone who has been um or or believes they have been um abducted by aliens
1: Right. And, you know, Whitley Strieber, I mean, he was on Art Bell for years. Yeah. He was yeah. one of the, the, his uh, favorite guests. Um, yeah.
0: Very well known. So yeah, I, I, I knew nothing about Whitley Strieber until I saw this movie. Like, I was right. like, "What? what is this? Well, this is based on a book, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow. And the, the cool thing about it is, you know, you could come in to it as a skeptic and say, you know, I'm not so sure I think that people are abducted by aliens okay that doesn't matter in this film in this story this is this person's story of what they experienced and the psychological effects and when and when you you, you analyze it that way it's uh you know you 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 really have some empathy too yeah oh, for yeah. what he went through yeah. there's a lot like you come away going wow i, I feel feel bad for him you know
1: sure well you know i think it helps though that it was a bestseller and he probably made a uh a ton of money out of it i mean if you're gonna get if you're gonna get probed man you better get paid
0: for it well i and 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 i i I gotta tell you it's i don't think they've ever tried to remake this story And, and it's christopher walken i mean he he does things that no other actor does right you know, in his films. And, and I, I thought it was what, well cast.
1: Oh yeah. 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 It loves me some walking, man.
0: Oh, Uh, you will love even more.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm going to spit out a Christopher Walken movie now too. That's on my list. Mm -hmm. The prophecy.
0: That was the next one on my list.
1: There you go. Yeah. I love the prophecy for me. Vigo Mortensen,
0: Mortensen
1: is the best Satan, man. I mean, that and guy... Eric
0: Stoltz is great in it too. Yeah, 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 1995. Um, yeah, that obviously that that popped on my list as well. Um, uh, and yeah, that that is, I kind of went into that movie going c- kind of goofy, but you just buy into it as it's going right. on, and you're like, wow, okay. Um uh yeah, and and if you like Vigo Martinson who doesn't, yeah, uh he's he's fantastic in it.
1: Oh yeah. When they're in the, the scene where uh they're in the church and you know, of course Satan appears in a pew mm-hmm. behind them, you know, and he's uh his his little uh, little Tommy Daggett, you know. Mm-hmm. Always thought, you know, uh, always looked into ghosts underneath his bed at night and he never knew. That there were <laughs> really there, you know. It's like, ooh. but I, I Vigo man, he is the best Satan. I, I wish that there was some movie in the future or something that he could reprise a role of that because he, that man was meant to be the devil.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken, Elias oh, said, yeah. I don't remember him. Right. Virginia Madsen. Oh yeah, love her. Eric Stoltz, yep. Amanda Plummer,
1: yes, it, yes. And Viggo yeah. yeah, and
0: Vigo Mortensen, yeah, and this was Vigo,
1: you know, obviously before Lord of the Rings, he wasn't yep. that much of a household name,
0: no, 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 great actor, and um, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, um, you know, and I didn't have time to like go screen all these films, so it's been a while, but I do remember, I, I remember the visuals are really great right in the prophecy right um and again just part again the stream of really great christopher walken movies uh how about if i you did that chess move how about if i reply with another one along those same lines which popped up right after i put the prophecy on list if you like the prophecy you might like fallen
1: yes yep uh washington
0: Denzel Washington, yeah. John Goodman, Donald Sutherland, um, Embeth David's, James Gandolfini is in it, and he's really good. This is pre Sopranos. Is yeah. Sopranos, and again Elias Coteas, yeah. which I I can't remember. He's also in it. Um, it's a Nicholas Kasdan script. This was 1998. Yeah. Uh, again, Denzel Washington. Denzel didn't do too many like horror type things. He was more like thriller uh action loved Den- a huge denzel washington fan oh, yeah. but fallen if you like the prophecy fallen denzel washington plays a cop is he i can't remember where is it new orleans or is it somewhere oh, else? Geez, i don't know i can't remember yeah. and uh yeah similar things ensue oh i
1: love it love um it. What there's a murder
0: there's a murderer. And turns out the murder has a secret name and (laughs) satanic things ensue. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about this movie is you will come away with the earworm of time is on my side. (laughs) Instead of the Rolling Stones. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: You know, I'm surprised they didn't put sympathy for the devil on it.
0: Might be in the soundtrack. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be a little bit harder to sing though, but but like every time it's like they start humming, and it's like, okay, why is that guy humming that? Oh, you know,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. There's
0: I don't want to spoil it, but there's a part where, yeah, I, I'm not I I can't really spoil it, but there's a part where Jan- James Gandolfini starts humming it, and you oh. go, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. On this one. You're good. But we're yeah, a, I think adult. I think if, if people like the prophecy, uh, they'll like Fallen. And again, another stellar cast. Yeah. Highly entertaining movie. Right. Kind of starts out as a cop movie and then mm, things fears hard left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I like. So one thing I like about film is when they break genres. Yeah. So if you give me a I I like it when a film is like a par- has paranormal aspects, but you kind of sleight of hand of it. It starts out, oh, this is a cop movie, okay, yeah, chasing a murderer and whatnot, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's something w- much more, uh, you know, uh, happening Lay- underneath. Layers this-
1: upon layers. It's- yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say something that hardly anybody knows. Okay. But the French Connection, Gene Hackman, possessed. <laughs> ha! no, I'm just kidding. Beelzebub. that's right. Oh, yeah. all right. So let's see the prophecy. Uh, then okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go along the same theme. Okay, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw out there the Exorcist.
0: Well, yeah, you just mentioned the French Connection, so I thought <laughs> I <laughs> was
1: like, yeah, it's gonna go there. Right. Uh, You love me The Exorcist. I mean, of course it's a classic, but it's just, it it was one of those movies still that holds up well. She still spews, you know, know, pea green soup. And, uh, but it's just, you know, instead of the old hack and slash or whatever it is, I mean, it's just creepy. The whole thing's got the lighting uh just the the script obviously the script but it's just creepy and that always i remember watching that as a kind of a a little niblet there and uh that <laughs> that frightened me for days man that spooked me out
0: yeah um me too i i was i was way too young to go to the theater and experience it and the hype around the exercise for uh, first before we say anything yeah i have to say uh, uh the director william freaking uh passed away last week oh yeah yeah um and so so uh rip um he was a fantastic director you mentioned the french connection yeah. was uh uh you know considered yeah. one as his Great movies, and then he follows it up like a good director does with oh, how about The Exorcist, you know. You know, I mean, it's oh, about another classic and another classic. Um, so I, yeah, I, I knew about the movie, it, it, it was a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Um, they theaters would put barf bags in the theater for people <laughs> yeah. who would get sick during the movie this is the craziness of the hype around back old hollywood this movie came out in 1973 yeah and you know older kid like babysitters and stuff would be like oh yeah we went to go see the exorcist you know it's the (laughs) scariest movie of all time if you can sit through it you're gonna you know what i mean it was really had that hype of um of being so horrific yeah you know I, i i think that well, I have another one on uh, load. Probably, probably Psycho. Maybe before that, but this this uh, movie, no. The Exorcist, was just just uh, something else. And um, for me, the first time I ever encountered it, uh, I was a little kid, and they they played it on TV for oh, the late night movie, like ABC or whatever, sometime in the whenever it was. And uh, highly edited, of course. In fact, they they re-edited the dialogue because you know a lot of the dialogue is so okay. uh, you know profane when she's possessed. Oh yeah, and um and somehow I don't know how it was, what it was. I I knew it was on, so I snuck over and <laughs> turned the TV on for a for a, a quick bit because you know I'm curious. I want to see this well I turned it on and it was in the middle of one of the moments. And I heard the sounds of the, of the possession and it freaked me out. And I turned the TV off and I ran to my bedroom. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, right? I, I, and and I couldn't just get that little snippet of sound out of my head. Oh yeah. yeah I had nightmares. Yeah. And so uh, one thing about this movie is I think the sound design
1: yeah oh yeah like
0: you know i've had since Friedkin passed away last week uh you know people have talked about the exorcist and revisiting it. it's like a classic film and some people are like yeah you know the pea soup and all that stuff maybe right. that those effects haven't aged quite as well as today sure. but i think if you just close your eyes and listen to the sound
1: oh yeah yes and, 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 their, and, and their theme song too you know
0: yeah tubular bells by uh mike 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 oldfield yeah i think so.
1: creepy on its own man
0: yeah yeah the sound design the soundtrack um you know and that's another thing about these movies if, if if you're a budding filmmaker uh you don't have to necessarily show everything you can you can have that light and the uh open door to the room down the hallway yeah and just create a great soundtrack and special effects and demonic sounds and stuff and have your character standing there going do I go in or do I run down the stairs and get the hell out you know Uh, you will scare the crap out of people because it's that anticipation of what's behind the door what am I encountering yeah I mean I like you know yeah maybe I'll go to the seminary be a priest I ain't gonna walk up the stairs to some little girl's bedroom that's like all that demonic noise is happening. It's like, oh yeah, you go. I'll be here. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: if you're in polishing the, seminary, the rosary or something, right? You know?
0: <laughs> right. If, if you're uh,
1: if you're like hanging out, you know, and they're they come up to you, you know, the Archbishop or Cardinal comes up to you yeah. and says, "Hey, Father Jenkins, we want you to go uh, in. You know, we want you to go handle this." Uh, per- You know, alleged exorcism. Yeah if 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 you're uh, if you're Father Jenkins, you're right. You're just like "Ah, I can't go on polishing the rosary beads. You know, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The movie. Have you read this book? I haven't read the book, but it's supposed to be pretty good. Have you Have you read the uh, William Peter Blatty novel of the Exorcist? Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Long time ago, though.
0: My understanding is there's a lot more because... the Here's the other thing about it. It's a paranormal film, you know, satanic, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's really about someone losing their faith. The priest losing his faith. Right. It's a fascinating story like, Man. you know, about his mother. Uh, you know, and there's apparently there's a director's cut there is one yeah. of the cuts that actually puts some scenes back where you get that story, um, yeah. that for some reason was cut out, like where he's he talks Max von Sydow is mm-hmm. the oh yeah um, oh yeah the older priest and he says why 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 would God let this happen to this you know innocent little girl, yeah. Um, and yeah I find I find that those themes pretty fascinating. Yeah. Sure.
1: Um most definitely.
0: You know. Um there's a... you know, I had a tangent for The Exorcist about sound design.
1: <laughs> yeah?
0: I'll make it quick.
1: No, go ahead. We got um,
0: the right time. Oh, oh I, I should mention before I forget, they are remaking The Exorcist right now. Really? Yeah, I I can't remember I, I didn't look it up, but um they are they are remaking it and I can't remember who that
1: that is some huge uh shoes to fill man
0: yeah I'm not yeah I I I don't know but just just heads up everybody um but what I was going to say about sound design and the exorcist and exorcisms in general if you like the exorcist and if you like sound design and if you like hearing the sound of exorcisms (laughs) let me recommend an album to you uh my life in the bush of ghosts by brian eno and david byrne oh 1981 released in 1981 yeah uh there's a track on there called the jezebel spirit and and like brian eno does a lot of the tracks have um uh like found sound sound effects things and then they play the music to it it's a great album by the way it's it's i think it's really gotten to be cult status album and i think after this album i think then Brian Eno was producing Talking Heads uh albums and i think a couple songs that they didn't put in this album ended up on Talking Heads but um there's a track on here called the Jezebel Spirit and it uses as its foundation a recording of a priest actually doing an exorcism.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. Oh. And again, when I heard that on the radio, it must have been like KABU or something in the car. And I had to pull over. I was like, what the heck is this? It, it uh, creeped me out. Oh, yeah. uh, but I was a little older. I was like a teenager. And I was like, I I gotta find out what this is. And I was waiting, wrote it down. I was like, oh my life! And the world. I gotta go check this out. And I ran to the record store and bought this album. Um, and it is a very good album, but uh, it, the Jezebel Spirit is really cool. You hear this guy? I don't know if he's Irish or something, mm. and he's casting out a demon from some lady.
1: Man, that's crazy. That uh, okay, folks, uh, whoever listens to this. That is your homework. You got to go out and listen to the Jezebel spirit. That's your homework. I, there will be a pop quiz next week.
0: I mean, I think, you know, you should probably know who Brian Eno and David Byrne is and kind of dig their their kind of vibe and what yeah. they do. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like Quiet Riot or something, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in in fact, uh, also a little known uh, little known fact here. I'm bringing out a lot of little known facts tonight. So, uh, David Byrne and Brian Eno, their love child, Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Just throwing that out
0: there. No, that's a fact. It is. Fact. We we only talk facts here, man. Right. And, and you can actually see that, you know. Sure. The truth lives here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. So, I've got two tangents here. Uh, one is obvious, one is less obvious, and I'll take the less obvious one first. Yeah. It's like a chess game. Oh, it's like it's like it's Spock and Kirk on the Enterprise doing three four dimensional chess, right? Right. right. Um. So in The Exorcist, the older priest is played by the great Max von Sydow, mm-hmm. who recently passed away a while ago. Sadly, uh, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Well, Mister von Sydow was in probably one of the greatest classic paranormal films of all time. Mm. And that would be 1957's The Seventh Seal.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Directed by Ingmar Bergman.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And Max von Sydow plays the knight coming back from the Crusades where he encounters this is where we get the trope the meme he encounters death (laughs) who he challenges to a chess game and he uh the movie's kind of i think he's kind of reviewing his deeds and you know the crusades and death it's been a while since i've seen it but but it is a classic and considered one of classic films of all time um but uh you know it's it's uh you know, based on the book of Revelation, the Crusades, uh, you're, you're directly dealing with death, you know, who's uh, the the kind of a Faustian yeah. thing going on there. Um,
1: That's some uh, heavy stuff, man.
0: Well, man, it's it's heavy, heavy things. So <laughs> should I throw in the the pre prequel Exorcist? Because yeah. it was only a few years before *The Exorcist* in '73 mm-hmm. that in 1968 we got the film *Rosemary's Baby*. Yes, that's on my list too. Yeah, that would be, a, I think, a good do- dovetail. Roman Polanski, huh? mm-hmm. uh, starring Mia Farrow, and I always forget John Cassavetes. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the really? the dude, and uh-huh. Ruth Gordon. Oh yeah. Um, yeah and Ralph Bellamy so oh, okay. Rosemary's baby again um, I don't know what can you say about it it's like right. gonna have a baby mm, maybe we don't exactly know who the father is <laughs> maybe right. we don't want to know <laughs>
1: right. can, you, can you imagine if it was nowadays right and you're getting an ultrasound and you see yeah. that yeah I think that might, you know.
0: <laughs> well, uh Rosemary's baby touches on um uh, uh, uh you know again this touch on psychological I don't know yeah. what you call them constructs or whatever. Uh pregnancy. That is a huge you know yeah. when when uh, a woman is pregnant even her partner you know there's a lot of anxiety sure. that comes with pregnancy. Sure. I mean it's a huge it is a huge anxiety inducing thing especially if it's your first right oh yeah. you know it is it safe is everything going to turn out okay is everybody going to be okay is the mother going to be okay so rosemary's baby really plays mm-hmm. on the anxiety of pregnancy
1: Right. Well, if you if you try to recreate it, right, and you got the ultrasound. You can't do anything about it because Roe versus Wade has been overturned. You know, you got That's you got true. some guys. You must have this baby. You're like, no, it's Rosemary's baby. I don't want this.
0: You have to yeah, set it know. in Texas or something. I don't right. know. Right. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Every sperm is sacred. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> oh, that's definitely on the soundtrack.
0: You know, to, to, to that's actually paranormal. That, that 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 I sang a line from from the Monty Python mm-hmm. movie, The Life of Brian. There's mm-hmm. paranormal moments in that. Sure. That the death does appear in that movie so money python
1: makes the list
0: that is one of my favorite tunes i know they've got so many great tunes you know mm-hmm. in their repertoire but uh every sperm is sacred it's one of my favorites i love that number i love that <laughs> the concept
1: right and very timely yeah there you go so rosemary's baby okay i'm gonna count i'm gonna counter that i'm I'm gonna go hardcore into the uh the classics okay
0: good yeah let's go
1: okay uh I'm gonna throw it out there the original not the remake but the original war of the worlds
0: oh yeah yeah
1: yeah you got
0: so
1: it. i yeah i mean i, that's mean, so- I- you know, pre uh, alien, pre ET, pre everything. And you got, you know, HG Wells, man.
0: Yeah, I mean again, that's that's where I'm like, oh it's a sci-fi movie. But definitely hard science fiction. But I mean, you know, UFOs and aliens fit in this broad category. Yep. Um uh it, it, you know, I recently re watched that. On streaming, like six, eight months, some last, and boy, the original really holds up. Oh yeah, um, Gene Barry stars in that, um, and he's really good as he's kind of the scientist. And I'm from a science. I'm here to help. You know, <laughs> um,
1: right. I've got the yeah. white jacket.
0: I'm yeah, here to help. Yeah, that really holds up. Mm-hmm. Um. It's funny because I went back and it was on streaming, and I had never seen the remake with um, with, with Tom, with right. Tom Cruise, uh-huh. which I think is that a Spielberg movie?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it is. I think it is. It is. Yeah. I think it
0: is the Tom Cruise remake from earlier in the two thousands. So I watched the original and then I went and watched the, uh, the remake, which. I didn't hate the remake. No, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. I'm not. Um,
1: I'm not a a huge Tom Cruise guy, except like his early movies. You know, Outsiders.
0: Come on, man. Business. He's a national treasure.
1: I know. Ever since he jumped on Oprah's couch, I I, I've been off the bandwagon.
0: Look, he may have, you know, be weird, but he's a great actor and makes great movies that you will buy buy tickets and popcorn to go see.
1: Right. He he is a great actor. I I you know. Uh Maverick. Um there was one guy that at very first I didn't like him but he kind of grew on me and that is uh Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I like you him know? too. Now I I you know every time you know I want to criticize Tom Cruise then I'll I'll see one of his movies and I'll go, you know, this guy's really good. I mean, he's you know uh, how many leading men in the style of old Hollywood, yeah. uh, do we have? And yeah. Tom Cruise is one of them, right? You know, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, yeah. um, maybe a few of the, you know, the Marvel guy, you know, the Hemsworths or whatever, uh, oh, the Chris's, I, you know. But I, I mean, why yeah. shut? Oh, I, yeah, I, I love that movie. Yep, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, so I watched the Tom Cruise remake and. One thing I appreciated about it is, um, I think they tried. Of course, it's a modern, modernized, present set in present day. But I think they, the, the nineteen is it fifty two? I can't remember what year the original. It's in the fifties. But I think they tried to do some things in the novels that they had changed in the original adaptation, like the tripods. If you read. Oh. the story it's a it's a quick read the aliens are tripods and in the tom cruise movie they're tripods mm-hmm. um that's like a big thing in the hg wells story and right. some other things so um
1: but yeah. yeah what i liked about the original is they you know, they didn't go all in on the alien right you didn't see him right. you know right. at the end you know the hand falling out yeah and yeah. even just the hand you're like holy cow these guys must be yeah. ugly suckers you know and uh to me that was creepy all on its own just because it, it let you uh you know the the imagination you know, of the mind you know
0: yeah yeah and, and and again a lot of it a lot of that movie focuses on what's going on in the town you know i mean it's just like it just happened to crash here in this small little town i mean there's like a is it do they have like a square dance or something where they go, you know, as the stuff is going on it's like, uh, well, hoot, you're, hoot well, you're, well, you're a single man, aren't you You're coming to our dance tonight? The town dance. Right. And you're like, well, that's going to be the last town dance for quite some time. Right. You know, uh, it, 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 this will not end well, you right. know, you know, that small town Americana kind of a thing, you know, Oh, Oh, yeah. Bill at the gas station drove by and says, there's some weird lights out there. Oh well, we'll have to go check it out in the morning after we have a, you know, roast beef and a dance. You know? We'll get the, we'll get the coon hounds and go out and get it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, which makes that movie very entertaining as that unfolds. You know, yeah. um, there's always the small town, everybody's fine, and then things, sure. and then oh crap. Um, and of course we all remember what also holds up, and I think you said. You listen to this every year, don't you? The Orson oh, Welles yep. War uh, of the Worlds, the yeah. broadcast that freaked, tracked, freaked out the East Coast uh, when he he broadcast it live, um, and that it is a wonder. I mean, it's Orson Welles when he was doing radio and plays before he was doing films, and before he's
1: doing Mister Coffee commercials.
0: Yeah, uh, no, it, we that. I, I got a tape of that way like back in the when I was a kid, you know, and I would listen to it. It's like, oh, this is really good, you know, and the whole thing is the way they do it. It's like they it, the reason people freaked out is because they thought they were listening to a radio show. And it's like, and now here's how so-and-so and up on the orchestra and the dance. Oh, we break in. We've got <laughs> some lights in New Jersey. And it was like, you're yeah. we like, well, what? <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean, if all the place was the land in the world, New Jersey.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? But I mean, it was like you know, and, and they had to come on the air. He had to go. Uh, this you're listening to a radio play. <laughs> right, there's I, not I, really I, things happening.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, watching a video of him coming out the next day. You know, he's on film and everything. And he's yeah, like this yeah. press conference. And he's like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I just like that.
0: Yeah, he looks really freaked out. Right, right. Yeah, I've seen that clip. And he's like, he he looks, you know. Um, there was a movie about that that was pretty good. And I can't remember where it is. It was about the whole making the radio show And everything, and what happened, and it was very good. I don't know if it was a theatrical film or maybe it was like a made-for-TV movie, but it was really well done. Really well done. Um, yeah, yeah, loves loves me some more of the worlds, man. So you want to go back? Yeah. Uh, well, you got to go back. Yeah, you. you, As I said, like with Shakespeare, got to remember that some of the earliest writings that inspired. Film, yeah, and I would say if we want to go way back as far as writings go, mm-hmm. you can't she, look, she's the mother of science fiction herself. Oh. oh, yeah, Mary Shelley, right, right, who is credited really with inventing science fiction, yeah, for her little known story called Frankenstein. Or the modern Prometheus, which is right. the original title of the book, right? First published in eighteen eighteen, with uh, multiple publications after that, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, uh, it, it it the the I don't know if they adopted it. I I didn't see that they adopted it in in silent film, but the first. Notable was Frankenstein, nineteen thirty-one, directed yeah. by James Whale, right. starring a little known guy named Boris Kornoff. Right. And the great Colin Clive, who will forever will always know Colin Clive as it's alive, it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. Right. Uh uh, you know, in this movie created its own industry. Okay. I mean, it, yeah. there is a Frankenstein industry. If you look up how many Frankenstein movies there are, the list is huge.
1: Franchise. Yeah. Each, Abbott
0: and Costello. I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew. Love which is actually one of the more popular Frankenstein. And of course, it's its own sequels, which was uh, Son of Frankenstein, <laughs> which I think that's when Basil Rathbone yes. uh, played, who's very good who had played previously played sherlock holmes and then of course bride of frankenstein
1: oh yeah oh yeah uh yeah. It,
0: it, you know you can pick any it, there's so much frankenstein and then the ha- english hammer horror frankenstein oh, fantastic
1: yeah, yeah. Oh. but the original
0: especially if you see the original kind of what you would call quote the director's cut with restored scenes because they had to cut the movie down because, again, censorship, it was like, uh, we're not going to have this guy throw the little girl down the well, <laughs> uh, all that, you know. Right. When they recut it, um, it, 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 it's an amazing film and an amazing story. And so it it's science fiction. It's about someone messing with science, but he's also messing with the forces of nature.
1: Right, right.
0: And, right. you know, as we know, when you mess with the forces of nature... Right. Bad things will happen hey, when, um, you mess,
1: when you mess with the bull, you get the horns
0: so there's All there's right. many wonderful Frankenstein stories right. I will throw one out that I saw as a kid that I really loved. It was a I guess it was a british produced uh television movie which ended up being kind of like a series like Two Nights on NBC in nineteen seventy three Check out Frankenstein The True Story oh uh stars james mason (laughs) yeah oh it gets better jane seymour oh uh michael sarazin who if you saw his face you might recognize. he did a lot of tv and stuff back in the day he plays the the monster quote agnes moorhead is in it (laughs) i didn't even realize i haven't seen this in a years ralph richardson john Gielgud, and even tom baker oh, doctor yeah. who himself isn't yeah i didn't and i haven't seen this movie in years i yeah. love this movie i watched it as a kid it freaked me out uh kind of similar to the hammer the english kind of a little more horrific take like like you know when you have the severed hand like kind of just move around a little bit yeah. ever since like dark shadows as right. a kid that that would freak the heck out of me it's like right. you know and, and i'd always be like why do you have a severed hand in a box I, I don't understand even like thing why do you have that yeah did you want to get rid of that well it's our friend look it, thing
1: yeah but it, it, right it, it it took the adams family to uh yeah uh, kind of take the uh lead out of it
0: yeah yeah for me as a kid because before that it was like oh no 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 limbs crawling across the room on their own no thank you you know right. you're
1: a kid you're like <laughs> right yeah okay i got a question for you then yeah if there is no uh frankenstein okay mary mary uh, shelley she she runs off with you know lord byron never to be seen again mm-hmm. and uh if there's no frankenstein is is there a bram stoker dracula
0: that's a great question yeah, you because know. he he's next on the list yeah right um well you know one thing i i should say just before we go to bram stoker because i want to put in a want to put in a plug for mary shelley <laughs> <laughs> um Shout uh out. uh and, and there's modern interpretations i know there was one with De Niro that i haven't seen oh, that's yeah. supposed to be real good and more accurate to the book uh, oh one thing about frankenstein the 1931 story deviates because the monster's an idiot, right? You know, the whole brain. <laughs> right. you know? And they do that, of course. Yeah. What's another great Frankenstein story? Mel Brooks, right? Young Frankenstein. A yeah. classic Frankenstein. Right. You know, I love it. Um, you know, the part, <laughs> You know, I love that part. But in her story, uh, the monster has a whole narrative. He's not, he's, he's intellectual. And they do that more in the true story and updates where where they kind of go no the, this 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 you know hey i was brought back to life i have feelings and ideas um but i was gonna say you know she's so, so fascinating because she was yeah married to was it lord byron right mm-hmm. no no Shelley. no not lord byron lord yeah. Byron was her friend it was the right. the poet
1: oh yeah 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 percy
0: yeah but i think she knew Lord, they all hung out. Lord um, I, ha- I
1: have, I have them married, dude. Yeah. Never mind that her last name is. Uh, right, anyway. but
0: you know she writes this thing that is just like takes you know, you know the world by storm. I mean, it's like wait, wait, where did this ha- come up? This is this has never been done before, and mostly she writes a lot of travel logs and stuff just in her day to day you know like like Ian Fleming did outside of writing James Bond he wrote like travel logs well when you're in Jamaica um uh but later it was interesting she uh wrote another sci-fi story called The Last Man which there was a silent film made of and it was the first dystopian apocalyptic sci-fi story wow she's writing this in you know the 1800s get mm-hmm. this It's a story about a man living at the end of the 21st century, starting in 2073 and concluding in 2100 as a plague has destroyed civilization. Mary Shelley Mm. wrote that. Mm. Last man. I I had no idea. I'd never heard of it. There's a silent film based on it, but I'm like, wow, what? You know, know, like no one's writing stuff like this. No, not at all. Not not back then. So shout out to Mary Shelley, right? So Bram Stoker, uh-huh. eighteen ninety seven, Dracula, yet another uh, thing that takes creates its own industry, mm. takes it by storm. Um, oh, so I I I have Nosferatu on there,
1: nineteen twenty two. Max uh, Max. Mac Shrek, yes.
0: Shrek, yeah. You'd love, Mel Schrader, man. And that was uh, directed by Friedrich Murnau, Ah. who uh, later
1: in
0: 1926 makes silent film called Faust. Faust is yet another uh, paranormal type of uh, genre. Uh, most famously written by the German poet Goethe. Uh, This is where you get the pact with the devil. (laughs) Yeah. You know, meeting with the devil, meeting with the, you know, the the paranormal type things. Right. Um, So, and as far as, okay, as far as Nosferatu go, uh, you can do Dracula. As far as Nosferatu goes, you got the original 1922. Uh the remake is really really good. Nosferatu the Vampire, the yeah. German film remake 1979 by Werner Herzog starring Klaus Kinski.
1: Oh. Wow.
0: Yeah. And Klaus looks fantastic. Yeah. As the vampire. I mean he's in the makeup Everything his breath—he's yeah. creepy as hell. I mean, Klaus Kinski is always creepy as hell in most of his movies, so you right. know it, he 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 plays that really well.
1: There, there was a movie about the making of Nosferatu, uh, Shadow
0: yeah. Shadow of the Vampire, yes, two thousand. Yes, and I have it on my list because I was like, "What was that movie? I loved that movie." Mm-hmm. It stars John Malkovich as Murnau. And mm-hmm. William Defoe plays yeah. Max Shrek slash Count Orlock. Yeah. And it has Carrie I-, I can never pronounce his last name. Carrie Ills, who was El- also? Elwes? Yeah, Elwes. was. El was, that's it. Carrie El was, who was in Bram Stoker's Dracula uh-huh. as well. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Udo Kier. <laughs> and Catherine McCormick is is in it as well. I have not seen that in years since I saw it in the theater and I loved that movie. Right. It's a dark comedy about the making of Nosferatu based on true
1: facts. Yeah. Max Shrek was one odd dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, that movie reminds me of, of, um, and it kind of didn't come out around the same time. The one that, um, they made about, uh, Oh, the, the, the famous b-movie actor or b-movie creator you know plan nine from outer space and all that and uh johnny depp ed wood yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, shadow of the vampire is a very kind of kind of ed wood (laughs) type film so if you like ed wood shadow of the vampire is really good i i couldn't find it on streaming because i was like god i'd I'd love to watch that one again
1: yeah dude I, i couldn't find french connection anywhere
0: nowhere
1: not, yeah not netflix not prime not max not wherever man yeah it, 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 it's uh, it's bummed me out but uh, since we uh, made a reference to uh, french connection i have gone way off on left field to throw that out
0: yeah yeah so uh what about so dracula uh your favorite interpretations of dracula
1: Oh, my favorite is by far Bella Lugosi. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, oh oh yes. Although Uh, the one with Gary Oldman, yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't. Francis Coppola, yeah. Oh, you know, I I just had a hard time with Keanu Reeves.
0: You know, but and you uh, really, you are really harshing on my leading men. First is Tom Cruise. <laughs> now you're dissing Keanu?
1: Well, I don't mind Keanu. I mean, he's gotten way better over time.
0: He's on I mean, tour I, with I, his band, I, I, I love Star me. or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. I love me the uh his what John Wick movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I've seen the first one and the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <Book> <laughs> In candidate. between I haven't had time to 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 see the and honestly, it was okay. As long as you saw the first John Wick movie, you could go in and see the last movie. It was right. like, okay, no, I know what's going on here. It's He's like I'm not world sure world what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh wow, yeah. Yeah,
1: but for me it's Lagosi, man. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. I, I I am a sucker for nostalgia.
0: I I recently I think I I think it was on Sven Gulli last year or something maybe and I watched watched it or maybe I watched it on Halloween I don't know. And uh the scenes about the mirrors with Lugosi, as he's trying to like navigate like uh, around the mirrors mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know he's like flipping as like mm-hmm. you know that that is a great scene. Yep. Like he plays that so well. Right. And the guys are like you know if we don't see that guy's reflection in the mirror,
1: right? We know and, what's up. And when he does the hand thing, you know he's double jointed. So, oh he, yeah, you know it, it, that it, that you know is classic too. I, I love yeah. that part.
0: Yeah. Um Uh. So so why, if you are a vampire and you are walking around, <laughs> and I can talk to you, and I can touch you, and you can bite me, why in the hell can't I see you in a mirror?
1: Huh? I I don't know where that comes the comes from in, <laughs> in the lore of it. That's a good question to ask uh, Doctor Rebecca Housel, the pop culture professor.
0: Ah, uh, I mean, okay. If I can see you, I'm assuming the photons are bouncing. You know, uh, yeah. what would be the difference with the reflecting the mirror? I'm sorry just just I, a I, science I, question. Just have that question. I don't know, but it's a well known fact, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, was it was it uh, Abbott there's an Abbott and Costello where they meet Dracula mm-hmm. and I can't remember what it's called like it might yeah, be it's Abbott the
1: one with Frankenstein because it's, uh, it's got all three oh, okay. it's got uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, yeah. and Bella
0: yeah and apparently that Bella had not played Dracula like, he's not in sequels and all that. Yeah. And he came back to play Dracula in The Abbott and Castell. Yeah. Like, I think he was just like, I'm not going to do that or pay me lots of money or something like that. <laughs> right. Well, it was, and,
1: later, it was later in his uh, yeah. career. And, he, you know, he, he didn't have a a good down. You know, he had a bad downfall.
0: Well, go see Ed Wood. Right. Johnny Depp and Martin Landau plays Bella Lugosi and <laughs> you know he's doing Ed Wood films you know he kind of had a trajectory like Peter Lorre I think um, yeah. Yeah. you know um, but yeah there's there's some interesting things and, and I can't remember Martin Landau if he won the Oscar for that I mean he was nominated for that yeah, role he did
1: he, he won it
0: yeah, yeah, remember
1: when he's uh, he has the statue and he's jumping up and down. Uh, afterwards, he was like very animated. I think he got mad too. I think they cut him off. The TV uh, went to oh break yeah, break yeah. and he got he got a little angry over that. But yeah, uh, um, let's see. So we had Dracula. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: I'm I'm going okay. I'm going in the opposite direction from the uh, vampires. Uh night of the living dead
0: yep yep
1: i, I just <laughs> had to do it you know, was it roger corman roger corman yeah i mean, that's a classic night of the living dead. i mean how many uh zombie films have been spawned by that you know
0: yeah the um yeah, I mean that it just started again a whole industry. Yeah. I mean, when you think Frankenstein, you think Dracula, you think zombies. It's a whole industry. It's like, right. you know, you're talking about. Well, how many movies could I watch? Well, here's a stack of them. You're you're going to be busy for weeks and months and months and. Right. Um, Better free and the I, calendar. Joe Bob Briggs on his show just showed the. Was it the last one? Because it's a he did do a series. He did Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. Day of the, the Dead, Day of the Dead, and mm-hmm. it was the nineteen one that was in the nineteen eighties.
1: I believe so. Yes, early eighties.
0: Yeah, with with this agro military guy that just really annoyed me.
1: <laughs> oh. the
0: The woman in it, the star, who's the the gal, kind of. She's kind of like an Ellen Ripley type, like trying to take charge and yeah. fight the zombies. But there's this guy who's just like over the top, and it's it was like okay, uh, yeah, you know they liked it. I was kind of like yeah, okay. <laughs> um, if you, I'm okay. I, I'm gonna. Is this a confession time? Sure. There's no one listening. There's no one listening to this. No, 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 no. It's just you and me. Yep. We're just talking privately. Yep. Oh yeah, like no one's gonna hear nope. this. It's, nope. You're gonna turn no. the turn the cameras, turn the recording off. I'm just gonna confess.
1: Okay. Off I'm the not.
0: Record. Yeah, totally off the record. No one's listening. Jason, mm-hmm. I'm not so keen on zombies and zombie movies.
1: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I became just. It was overkill. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. so many World War Z, all all the stuff, and it just it it turned me off. I mean, I started watching uh, what's that series that's out, The Walking uh, what, Dead. Yeah, yeah, I started watching it, and I just yeah, I just got turned off.
0: Me too. I I, I when it was first season, I, I all my friends were watching. I turned it on, and I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> and 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 it's like, yeah. mm, I just don't. I, it just i find that a lot of the movies are the same Damn. now me saying that i will i will tell you what zombie movies i do like okay uh, okay why like like vampires cool because mm-hmm. they're they sp- like and vamp okay the vampires got a little oversaturated too with um you right. know the um di- uh, what's her name twilight you know, yeah, and then before that the, the writer, you know, Oh uh,
1: Charlene Harris. Was that true blood?
0: No, no, no. Before that. Again, Tom Cruise and, and all of them. The the oh, um, Anne Rice. Yeah, Anne Rice, you know, the Anne Rice stuff, right?
1: Right, yeah.
0: Which which was fine. But vampires, they're they're smart and they're intelligent. And they're sooth if you do a vampire right, they're soothsayers. Sure. And seducers. Sure. Zombies just sort of show up and, <laughs> you know, and
1: you're just like, okay. Yeah. Well, and now I, what? There is one zombie movie that I did like uh, because it had a different angle to it, and that is
0: the serpent and the rainbow. Oh.
1: Because it had the voodoo
0: Okay. And that's actually where a lot of zombie stuff comes from. Yeah. See, I like that, too. If you had more of the voodoo thing, because the voodoo stuff creeps me out. Right. And so but Anne Rice, she's like New Orleans, right? So that's voodoo country oh, down yeah. there. Um yeah, so so Night of the Living Dead is a classic. That is a great movie. Yeah. Like you you can't touch that. Um I like Shaun of the Dead.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Because right.
0: it's a twist yep. on the zombies. Yeah. Um that's a classic and a more recent we're probably talking all these old movies and not so recent movies but a more recent movie was uh gosh i can't remember is it japanese or korean i think it's japanese train to busan
1: Heard that the is title, a title don't never seen it
0: that is good yeah. check it out um yeah let me see i want to see what year it is that that has become a cult classic um Oh, South Korea. Yeah, it's oh. Korean. Uh, and Korean, not into Korean cinema, you should be. That's yeah, Korean film, 2016. And it, it's really good. Um, and, you know, it, it. the thing about zombies is zombies aren't really interesting, right? Unless no. like in Shaun of the Dead, you can talk to them and go, well, how are you feeling being a zombie? Well, not so good. Um, <laughs> not so good. Uh, but they're, they're like a force of nature. Once someone gets zombified mm-hmm. um, and in train to Basan, you know, it's like a, and it's also like more like a plague kind yeah. of a thing in modern times. Yeah. And train to Basan has that, but it's really about the characters who are surviving and the sacrifices they make and who lives, who dies. It, it, it's very like a kind of night of the living dead, type feel because that's the drama in night of the living dead right you're following yeah. these characters are they gonna are they gonna be able to survive mm-hmm. what's gonna happen i mean because the zombies you're not really uh, you know they're one what's there yeah they're one-dimensional it's like arms legs brains okay right. uh, yeah. so it's really you're following the stories of the people how are you going to get out of this right and um yeah train to basan was really well done the the effects 2016 the effect i mean get get this they're on a train who knew um, but you know seeing the zombies all swarm and you know on these tra- as they're trying to get the heck out of dodge yeah. you know and you know it's like okay we're safe now we're safe now boom 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 boom, boom. uh oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm you know and I'm stuck on this train you know right and then it's there's this on
1: a train it's zombies on yeah. a train please do not go to the smoking
0: car and there's heartbreaking sacrifices yeah. and so, I mean you have like the young couple, high school couple in love and all that, and the businessman, the Korean. Uh, that was a good movie, real good movie. I I recommend the modern modern zombie movies. Train to Busan. Most people who probably are into the zombie genre has have seen has seen that movie. Gotcha. Um,
1: hey, uh, do you want me to insert a really bad joke here? Sure. Okay if it's if if they're doing a movie in Korea, it's gotta have Seoul,
0: yeah anyway that's true that's true <laughs> that was a bad joke I know uh, See, I, I gave you fair warning yeah. all right so I how about how about this okay. um Roger Corman sure well. We have yet to touch on one of the other great writers that have influenced so much in film, and that is one little poet named Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. The Raven.
0: How about the House of Usher?
1: Oh, yeah. 1960,
0: Roger Corman and Vincent Price.
1: Was, Was it just called the House of Usher or was it like fall of the House of Usher? I, I had
0: a, I had House of Usher here. Oh, I right. think, may, maybe the 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 Poe is called Fall of the House of Usher. I, don't know. I had House of Usher. Maybe it, it's like the House of Usher, Fall of House of Usher. You know,
1: right?
0: But that's uh, was a Roger Corman and kind of along the same. Way. And then they followed it up in '64 with Mask of the Red Death. Ooh! So this is when Vincent Price starts going like master Poe oh. horror. Yeah. And, yeah, and they had so much success with, with that. Uh, I love Mask of the Red Death because, again, mm-hmm. not really zombie, but, you know, plagues and right. things that hurt you right. are bad. The
1: movie I saw a long, long time ago. I don't remember much about it, uh, but, you know, the whole Vincent Price thing, I mean, you can't go with those movies
0: without mentioning Vincent Price hmm well and then and then and then you know then we go back to that mary shelley the last man on earth yes. which is then tied into that whole plague and you get into um you get into uh vincent price again yep. Yep. with the last i guess yeah i guess it was called the last man on earth which is based on i am legend yes which then becomes in the 71, the first that I saw before I saw the Vincent Price was the Charlton Heston movie, The Omega Man. I love that movie. Love it, it. Again, I throw that more. I would, it's not really a zombie movie, but mm-hmm. there's a movie that I loved because the people do get zombified. You get the plague, you get zombified. It's scary, mm. but they're not. Are they autonomous? I don't know. Uh, It was Anthony Zerba, I think, is the leader uh, of them. And, you know, he's got an agenda. Um, So I like stuff like that. Um,
1: Omega Man was
0: awesome. Charlton Heston, man. Well, I I had never seen The Last Man on Earth, the one that was based on I Am Legend, the original Vincent Price. And I watched it. It was very, very, very good. And again, he's like, there's, there's some great scenes where he goes to a fire pit and they're like burning the bodies, you know, yeah, of the people who've been affected by the plague. Yeah. It's, it's, and he's a scientist. Of course he, you know, the story is he's trying to figure out what happened um and and i haven't seen it but i i believe it's will smith they did a remake, you know of i am legend did you see
1: that one yeah not bad okay didn't didn't mind it you know there's there's some offshoots of that too i mean uh the latest one is the end of us that's got like pascal Hmm. something in it oh yeah it's a limited series and uh, uh i'm not a big huge zombie guy but it's kind of an offshoot of it because the zombies aren't your prototypical zombies. It's, it's a, uh, smart sort of parasite. Yeah. It yeah. takes, takes over your, you know, motor functions and your brain. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's very suspenseful.
0: That's a good story because it has some basis in science fact.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um
0: people know about the zombified is it the zombified ants I think the parasite that takes over ants and actually takes control of their motor functions there's a few other insects it's like a fungus yeah and a fungus that can actually take over an insect and make make it do its dastardly deeds to procreate and the insect's dead basically it's literally zombified um there's might be a thing about birds, so and and what is well, The Last of Us, that mm-hmm. video game turned movie TV show is all right. about that, right? Right. Well, Last of Us series is yep. zombies will never go away. No,
1: and what is, what is it with our uh, psyche or whatever that we always have to have this apocalyptic sort of mind bent? Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know well. What.
0: You know, with the zombies, it's like that loss of control, that hopelessness. Right. You know, like if you get sick or you you have a, you know, Mm -hmm. you feel, you know, that loss of control, something's going wrong with my body. What do I do? I mean, that's again, like the example of going back to Rosemary's baby. That's like pregnancy horror, pregnancy anxiety. Zombies are like medical anxiety. you know what well well what if i catch that you know um you know all of horror paranormal has to play on some deep psychological um uh feeling i guess
1: yeah Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question would you consider paranormal okay the stand you know, Stephen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, but you know, anytime Stephen King, I mean, it's very, you know, it, I mean, he's you know, he's the he's he's the man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I do have one on the list which I think is very very much in the paranormal. Okay, world. I don't know if yeah, maybe we should. Do we want to go there? Sure, sure we'll why not? There. Well, you bring up Stephen King, and I now this really gets into what I feel. We're kind of talking horror, paranormal, you aliens. You, I really feel like this movie and a couple others I have on this list are really paranormal, okay. like pure paranormal. Mm-hmm. The and again, this goes back to Christopher Walken, the mm-hmm. Dead Zone.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: 1979, written by Stephen King, mm-hmm. directed by the a master of paranormal directors uh, in 1983, David Cronenberg. Oh. Uh, stars Christopher Walken, Brooke Adams, Tom Skerritt, Herbert Lom is in it. Anthony Zerba, love yeah. Anthony Zerba, Colin Dewhurst and Martin Sheen.
1: A uh, young Martin Sheen.
0: Yeah uh well not as not as young as uh apocalypse now though right. um right. young christopher walken uh the dead zone i think is absolutely a purely paranormal film um and a great watch and i know then they did a tv series of it i don't know if they remade the movie as well they did uh a, a, i heard good things about the tv series yeah. again christopher walken is great in it
1: yeah didn't he TV series didn't that have uh one of the guys from the brat pack in it uh,
0: oh as a little kid because it had a little the little kid in it maybe
1: uh i want to say it was uh remember the, the the guy had red hair he was in breakfast club 16 candles
0: oh no that anthony michael hall which yeah. i think he i think he's the one who did the tv series yeah Right. I think he 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 was the Christopher Walken character. Right. So so The Dead Zone uh and I'm trying to remember the, definitely one that I want to rewatch. I it was I had the tape. I would, th- this is a movie that I believe doesn't he get struck by lightning? Something I, like that. Yeah. I think he gets something happens and he all of a sudden starts having premonitions, ESP, yeah. Pure paranormal. Sure. And of course, you know, you can do that and nothing happens. But no, no, when he thinks something's going to happen, something happens. <laughs> um, Kid yeah. almost drowns. He sees it. He saves it. And people are trying to deal with this, right? Uh, and he starts to become an outcast. Again, what he's going through psychologically. I um, yeah. just can't remember. I, I didn't look up the. I've seen it so many times, but you know how you've seen a movie so many times and then you you haven't seen it in a few years and it's like, now what happened in that movie again? (laughs) And you watch it again and you go, oh yeah, oh yeah, I love this part. I live that every day. Oh no, he has a, yeah, I I just wanted to, after having a headache following a ride on a roller coaster in Castle Rock, Maine, school teacher Jimmy Smith politely declines if Sarah spend the night with her. And then he gets in an accident in stormy weather, and he, he wakes up, and um, then he's gained the ability to psychically see aspects of people's lives through physical contact, right? So, like, if he touches someone, he all of a sudden gets this, you know, yeah, thing. Like, you really did that after band practice back in the day? <laughs> you saw that? Oh, that was... Uh, uh, I, re- I highly recommend the Dead Zone.
1: Those are potatoes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> very paranormal.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, okay, I'm I, throwing out one that was okay. huge. You know, in the '80s, Poltergeist. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, yeah.
1: That's that's a low hanging fruit one.
0: I uh, yeah, I, 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 I was gonna put that on my list, but I forgot um but absolutely poltergeist oh yeah i i don't think that yeah i mean that's 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 purely Mm -hmm. so let me see here uh one more uh, i'll give an give an honorable mention another one on the christopher walken Mm -hmm. um the same year actually this movie came out the same year in 1983 Douglas Trumbull's Brainstorm
1: oh okay, okay. now th-
0: now this is yeah. really it's a sci-fi movie again and this is one where you hook up electrodes and you record your brain scan on this fancy laser tape and then you can play it back put on the electrodes and relive like you could go ride a roller coaster to go check this out and i could put the electrodes on and ride the roller coaster as you and experience it directly through the brain brain waves right yeah and it's this uh thing that these scientific researchers have uh created this machine of course it's under military contract so mm -hmm, you know we want that for the military um one of their ideas is to train fighter pilots Uh like in realistic flight simulators that sort of thing right um and so it's a sci-fi movie and also if that sounds familiar uh there was a very very similar movie done years later by um not jane campion uh uh cameron's oh catherine bigelow written by james cameron which was um strange days okay with yeah. Angela Bassett, which was on streaming a while ago, and I rewatched it because I hadn't Ray, seen it for years. Ray
1: Finds, too, right? Ray
0: Fiennes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I saw that in the movie. Too. Very good movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. So did I. And it was a, I think it was Catherine Bigelow and and Cameron when they were together. Cameron wrote wrote the script, but very similar to Brainstorm. Brainstorm, though, the reason so it's sci-fi, but I really do need to put it in, um, paranormal because yeah. it really the uh, i don't want to like spoil the movie but really what happens is you've got this thing electrodes that you can put on your brain mm-hmm. and you can experience anything that that person experienced yeah and play it back yeah directly in your brain okay
1: yeah
0: well what happens well one dude you know puts it on and then he he goes out and hires somebody, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it it it's like, oh look, <laughs> free brainwave porno. Um <laughs> right. But what brainstorm really asks the question is what if someone's wearing that when they die? Oh. Yeah. Ah. And so okay. that really becomes the story. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I would call it more paranormal, spiritual. Yeah. You know, hey, the electrodes were on this person. Yeah. They're dead.
1: You know, to me, uh, what lists it at paranormal, especially in the sci-fi realm, is if it's fiction or nonfiction. Right. Because yeah. if you have aliens and the, the fiction, fictional, you know, movies, TV, yada, yada, yada. But then you have the alleged nonfiction. To me, that's the line. It goes over from sci-fi into what I think is the paranormal.
0: Well, like I say, this movie mainly is the tech, which is science fiction tech and everything. But then it kind of pivots at the end about death and spirituality and that sort of thing. And I, I thought that was really brilliant i really i went to see the movie in the theater when i was a kid and i really i've always liked this movie um it stars um and then it's also famous for another very very sad reason um brainstorm stars christopher walken who's fantastic in it natalie wood plays his wife louise fletcher who also just passed away i think it's one of her Wonderful roles, you know. She was Nurse Ratchet in oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She was in Deep Space Nine. Uh, Louise Fletcher always was great. Usually played a bad, evil person right. type cast, she, she was wasn't. Good. She wasn't in Brainstorm, though. She was not <laughs> evil. She was one of uh, Christopher Walken's colleague and Cliff Robertson. Oh yeah. Well, he's like the sad thing about Brainstorm is this was the movie where Natalie Wood died while they were making the movie oh it was her last film and it's also the reason why just as an aside i don't want to dwell on this but why christopher walken was on the boat with robert wagner and natalie wood when she drowned he was on the boat at the time because they were making this movie together Ah. yeah and at the time you know, it was like, are they going to release it? Is it going to be finished or whatever? And they said, no, we've got enough scenes. We've re-edited the story a bit. And maybe if you knew that, you'd kind of see where it is. But but in general, I think if you didn't know that fact, it still kind of works. Yeah, You know, maybe you might be like, oh, where was a little bit of a fo- tiny bit of follow up at the end with, you know, his wife. Alleywood, they play great as a couple, and they're going through some issues and whatnot. And and um, there is a scene that almost like brings me to tears, where they're basically getting a separation, Mm. and and they got this machine that records your thoughts and your memories and stuff. Yeah, what happens if you're going through that, and you play back your other partner's memories? Oh, and you see yourself yeah through the emotions and the feelings of that other person
1: a different interpretation
0: yeah 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 it's just great things in this movie i uh, i think and i think it's become a cult classic it's been hard to find over the years i don't know if it's on streaming um, Douglas Trumbull was a director, you know, but also uh, he he did like the special effects on Close Encounters stuff. He came from the special effects world, but yeah. um, again, I put that on the list because it's a great Christopher Walken film. It does deal with some of those paranormal aspects about the afterlife, yeah. and um, great movie, really great awesome. movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to throw out a, a another another movie, The Shining.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Jack I, I, yeah, I didn't. Again, I was typing madly before. <laughs> I Hooked up my thing to Doing Zoom your
1: uh, thesis, and I, I was thinking
0: to myself, you History. know, oh, you got to put The Shining on there. I mean, I mean, okay, out of all the paranormal, like, like at some point we should rate the top. Okay, this is a top paranormal movie. Yeah, The Shining's got to be. That's up there, like right up there yeah. at the top. I mean, if you say paranormal movie pick one that's going to be on the short list sure sure you know
1: that's definitely Uh, for me uh i see i have a hard time picking with so many movies of paranormal uh, yeah and i like movies some movies for different reasons than others uh it's hard for me to pick a top one now maybe top five maybe top 10 sure But uh, it's hard to really pare it down uh, to, you know, the number one, you know, Casey Kasem's top 40, you know.
0: I've got two on my list that I'm not going to drop right now. Okay. That you may not think about. Okay. As top paranormal movies, but I I submit them. We'll do that toward the end. I submit them as as a paranormal classics gotcha in the in the top in the top 10 yeah but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that yet because i still got a little more
1: <laughs> still got a little more and hey it, it, do we have it, more time it, uh yeah, a little bit uh okay. you know did coin the phrase uh red rum
0: yeah 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 no i mean i i don't think I mean, what do you say about the shining there's not much to to say about it i mean paranormal movie the shining yes yeah, a very good paranormal movie. Jack Nicholson, right? And Stanley Kubrick, yeah. And Shelley Duvall. Oh yeah, yeah. And those uh, twins, and the twins. <laughs> so yeah, so that kind of goes into um, psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I had here is um. An author who wrote one of the classic gothic fiction, kind of paranormal fiction, and that is Henry James when Uh, he wrote the story The Turn of the Screw. Right. And the reason I bring that up now is because you talk about The Shining and you talk about the two little girls in that. I think The Turn of the Screw really highlighted that one of the first times we had an example of children involved in paranormal type activity so when the turn yeah. of the screw you know this governess comes to take care of these two kids weird stuff is happening there were the previous caretakers that aren't around anymore they're not you know they're gone they're yeah. dead and maybe they appear apparitions the kids can see them yeah. um stephen king described the turn of the screw and the haunting of hill house as the only two great supernatural works of horror in a century
1: oh wow that's Uh, something, that's something coming from stephen king
0: yeah he argued that both contain secrets best left untold and things left best unsaid
1: oh hello
0: yeah and so like the turn of the screw uh there was a Benjamin Britten opera a Harold Pinter play Um, I was trying to remember the one that I saw as a kid and it was actually in a film book that I had Um, there's been so many different versions of it Mm -hmm. but um, the one that I remember seeing it's in black and white is called the innocence and it's considered one of the classic versions of The Turn of the Screw called The Innocence from 1961. Mm. Screenplay written by Truman Capote.
1: Wow. I heard of the name. Never seen it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Directed by Jack Clayton, uh, who did The Great Gatsby with Redford in 74. Uh, Stars Deborah Kerr and Peter Wingard, if you know your British actors. Um, And it's actually, I found it out there on the youtubes and stuff so
1: yeah Uh, yeah. again uh more homework bank stock
0: yeah exactly (laughs) but but there's been that story and you know it involves kids the kids kind of communing with ghosts and then you got the governess and she's like what's going on here right and there's all these kind of evil underpinnings of things and of course there's always a romantic aspect you know the The Master of the House and the Young Governess. I mean, the those those um tropes have been played out uh since turn of the screen. Yeah. The romantic gothic horror. Uh Dark Shadows Mm. did an adaptation of it in the seventies. Um I was looking up because I knew Nicole Kidman had done it. It was back in 2001. The Others with Nicole Kidman was an adaptation of the story. Adaptations are different. Um, Actually, the Dark Shadows one was with Lynn Redgrave. Um, There's a prequel. They do a prequel with the characters of um, The Turn of the Screw called The Nightcomers Mm -hmm. starring Marlon Brando back in 1972. Really? Yeah because it, and and it all it, it, a lot of it is you know you got children you got the spirits you got all that and then you have that sexual tension you know yeah. the the young governess and the you know master yeah. of the house and all that so that that's where that stuff comes from Gotcha. Uh, i just wanted to put that in there
1: um hey i'm i'm getting the thing of five minutes uh oh so we're gonna go in the lightning round. Okay. Did, 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 did. Okay, I'm gonna throw out two at once, real quick. Okay. Amityville Horror and The yep, Omen.
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah. Just got through. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Out I'm gonna throw out another yeah, one. I... I'm gonna go throw out another one that's uh, off the beaten path, but still I gotta mention it, and that is Flatliners.
0: Oh yeah. That's anyway. a good one.
1: Yeah. But you know, in the seventies, getting back to Amityville and Pet Semit no, not the Pet Cemetery too, but uh, Amityville Horror and The Omen. It was that rush of uh, of uh, these horror slash paranormal movies that you Mm -hmm. know came out just almost all at once. You know, it was a huge, uh, a huge decade.
0: Yeah, those, those are like the classics. Like the seventies had a real, well, the sixties, and then the seventies had that resurgence know more, even psychological.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um. Okay, so uh, along with the turn of the screw, uh, there was another author named. Daphne du Maurier. Oh, yeah. And her influence over this young British director is very important. Uh, she wrote Rebecca, uh, which was Alfred Hitchcock's first American film. Rebecca. Again, a, a turn of the screw, kind of a, a young governess. There's mm-hmm. sexual tension. There's a ghost and weird things happen. Yeah. Uh, and she wrote some other things at in Jamaica Inn, which is very interesting. It's all psychological type or but later she wrote another story called the birds
1: yes yes
0: and so I'm in Hitchcock 19 classic. in 1963 alfred Hitchcock did the birds and i think the birds is very much a psychological paranormal film i do too yeah like zombies it's a yep. force of nature what mm-hmm. the hell's up with the birds yeah they're out killing people we don't know why
1: right they're just kind of how do we
0: stop them what do they want? What is it you always say? <laughs> Where are they from? What do they want? Right. Um so Hitchcock. I mean Hitchcock has some, but the birds I think is one of his most paranormal. Yeah, I think so too. Uh-huh. Psych psycho is more psychological, kind of paranormal. Yeah. Spellbound, again, psychology. Mm. Then you get into vertigo, yeah. which has a whole a uh, paranormal storyline but then it's the underpinning of what's what's the scam and all of that. Yeah. Now, a very fine paranormal film that came out in the exact same time that Vertigo did, 1958. That stars the same two stars of Vertigo, Ooh. James Stewart and Kim Novak. Mm-hmm. It's called Bell Book and Candle.
1: Never heard of it.
0: Oh, my God. So uh, you got Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock, James Stewart, Kim Novak. Then the comedy Bell, Book and Candle, 1958, starring James Stewart, Kim Novak, Jack Lemmon, Ernie Kovacs, Hermaine Gingold, I don't know, and Elsa Lancaster, who, by the way, was The Bride of Frankenstein. Ah. This is a movie where Kim Novak is a witch and casts a spell on James Stewart. It's a comedy. But the weird thing is it came out the same year as Vertigo and it was like the same and both like Kim Novak is both this mysterious. And and at one point when I was younger, I, I would get the two movies mixed up. It was like, was that the one where she had the cat? Or mm-hmm. was that the one where she was standing and jumping into the, the you know, by the Golden Gate in San Francisco Bay, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But uh, out of those Vertigo has that storyline, but Bell Book and Candle really is the supernatural story, but both are worthy in the paranormal realm.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Old
0: movies, man. Old movies.
1: Yeah. 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 Excellent. Okay. I've got the last one I'm throwing out. Last one. The Sixth Sense.
0: Ooh. I did not think of that one. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. M. Night Shamalan. Shyamalan,
1: Bruce Willis,
0: yeah. I, you know, signs popped up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I was like, and I, I was like, yeah, and I was I'll like, oh, some. dude, yeah. yeah. The M Night man, you, but yep. the Sixth Sense, the Sixth Sense yep. is fantastic, unbreakable too.
1: Oh yeah, You'd... unbreakable.
0: Yeah, no, how? Yeah, he's got to be on the list. The Sixth Sense is. Well, both both Sixth Sense and Unbreakable are brilliant, sure. brilliant sure. movies. All right, lightning round. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to
1: one uh, last one. Uh, I'm going
0: to throw out. I'm going to throw out a, a handful, all okay. from the '80s here. Okay, Scanners again. Oh, yes, David Cronenberg. Yes, purely a paranormal movie. Yeah, uh, ESP and Blowing people up, mm-hmm. along the same lines. Stephen King follows up in eighty four with Firestarter. Yes, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, again, lots of don't mess with that ESP stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. They'll, they'll...
0: Um, Cronenberg. I'm going to throw this one out, Cronenberg as well, because Cronenberg again, Videodrome. Nineteen eighty three. Never seen it. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, it's it, Debbie Harry, Blondie. Oh, okay. Okay, one of my most just all-time favorite films, Jacob's Ladder. Yes, yes, 1990. Tim, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, the yes. late Elizabeth Pina, died too soon, and Danny, Danny Aiello. I think yeah. Jacob's Ladder is a brilliant story, brilliant mm-hmm. script. It, it That's a movie that when I watch, I'm emotionally changed. Oh Young Macaulay Cockkin is actually in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um directed by Adrian Lynn. Um that that movie, if you want paranormal. Yeah. And and it, it if you get into it, it can be a heart heart wrencher, Jacob's yeah. ladder.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the end. Holy Yeah. God. The end. That's all that's all I'm gonna say. The end. Yeah. Oof. Well, oh, one last Stephen King one before we close up shop with Stephen King uh it. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. You know, Pennywise. Oh, and i I wrote this one down. I can't remember what the year this is. Absolutely, if you if you've never seen this movie, go see this movie again. It's like in the '80s uh, movie genre. Goes good with that list of video drama, The Rapture. Oh yes, with David Duchovny and uh, Amy Amy, not Amy Archer. No, what what's her name? Tom Cruise's ex wife. It was um, uh, uh, I can't oh, remember. Yeah. Uh, David, early David Duchovny film. Yes, it's the Rapture. It's about guess what? It's about the Rapture, (laughs) the biblical book of Revelation Rapture, (laughs) and it's right there on the screen. And you're like, the movie I watched. I was drinking wine late one night on a Saturday night, Friday. (laughs) I'm just like, and I was like, what the heck? I was like, and and if you like. If you're like me or like Jason Allen, and you've had your Bible studies when you were a kid, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. be like, "What the what? <laughs> right. It's the Rapture!" I never saw that coming. Yeah, no, it, it. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, well, let's see. That did happen in the Book of Revelation, didn't it? Well, there it is on the screen. It's really good, though. Spoiler alert! Yeah, it's totally a con- well contemporary movie at that time. Yeah, but they just pretty much go. You know what this movie is about? The rapture. (laughs) It's a great movie. It's one of my cult favorites. And who doesn't like Duchovny? I mean, you could throw in the X-Files movie and the X-Files and all that, of course. So I I do propose one thing before we go is the all-time top. Because I got two that are going to blow your mind, I think. So you had The Shining, right? Is there anything else like must-see Paranormal?
1: Oh jeez, I don't know. Uh if you're
0: if it's Stephen King Christine. Oh yeah. Oh um... yeah. Yeah, Christine. That's a great. That's a Steve. See, you can pretty much take the Stephen King catalog.
1: Right. That's but... the whole thing. Yeah, let's, let's just throw... Maybe not Misery,
0: but you know. No. But I think. Cocker doodle do. I'm
1: your, I'm your, ba- uh, what is, it? I'm your biggest fan, yeah. Kathy
0: Bates. Holy cow! I got to see that movie again. Yeah, that was such a great movie. Love it. The late James Con, and also Stand by Me. That was Stephen King as well. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I was coming to age.
1: Right. The the book the book, uh, book yeah. was uh, the body.
0: Yeah. They were more like autobiographical, like what it's like to be an author and all that. But but, but most of the body work of Stephen King is going to be all in the list. Yeah. Okay. So the essential paranormal films, I think The Shining goes there. Mm-hmm. You ready to for me to blow your mind? Okay. A Christmas favorite, A Christmas Carol. Very true. Very true. One of the greatest paranormal yeah and yep. holiday stories of all time yep my favorite uh is probably the albert finney musical version from 1970 uh, <laughs> i i love that the albert finney but the yeah. muppets did it patrick yep. stewart did it george c scott yep. you have a classic everyone loves this movie the comedy scrooged with bill murray yep. Yep. i mean this this movie has been made a million times great versions um But Christmas Carol is a paranormal movie. It is. It is. My
1: favorite version of the Christmas Carol is the George C. Scott one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I I, I like the Finney one because I like the musical numbers in that. I like Albert Finney, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Who who doesn't like Albert Finney? So would
0: you put that on a top paranormal list? Oh, Christmas Carol? Yeah um now
1: that you mention it yeah because i mean it's an it's, essential uh, story right i mean whether you, and a well-known it, story yeah whether you consider paranormal or not uh or just you know a a, a holiday uh film it it's uh it's it's right they're a part of the stitches and cloth of americana
0: it it even though it was written by a British guy. Right. right? But I mean, it's, it's
1: become so synonymous in the U.S. at Christmas time next to a Christmas story with Ralphie that, uh, uh, I mean, it's quintessential. I mean, you, you can't
0: you can't go Christmas season without it. But these spirits come to this guy and take him through different time periods in his life. There's nothing more paranormal than that. Right. Whether it's. Right. Muppets doing it, or you're singing a musical, or, or Captain Picard is doing it, right? That right. is paranormal. That is yeah. like so paranormal. Like, you tell me you wake up one day in this way, well, I, Doc, I can't believe what happened. I took me through my life, and I've changed everything. Right. I'm not a miser there, anymore. It's
1: there, like, there, was, there was one part in the Patrick Stewart one that I didn't like doing that because he's he's uh, going on one of his monologues, and then he turns to the camera and goes, Make it so. Oh, you know that kind of... warp
0: factor six. <laughs> right, right. And here's the greatest paranormal movie of all time. Okay, Ghostbusters. Who oh, are you gonna it's... call?
1: Right, I didn't. You know that. Uh, just kind of, if it's if it's a com- to me, if it's comedy, it's gonna go. Uh, I'm not gonna notice it simply because when I think of the paranormal, it's always either creepy or we're serious right it, uh, but you're right ghostbusters but but
0: ghostbusters is a comedy that yeah. takes the paranormal seriously yes they yeah. do because dan Aykroyd wrote it and yeah. you know well doing this it's show huge. that dan Aykroyd is huge into the yeah. paranormal world yeah ghostbusters does not make fun no, of the whereas if you did a comedy about paranormal stuff, it's like ah, oh, isn't this funny? We're making fun of paranormal. Ghostbusters yeah. takes the subject matter extremely seriously. Sure. Those events happen right. in Ghostbusters. Right. The guys are funny. The Ghostbusters themselves are funny characters, but they take it seriously, and it is it is a serious paranormal film, even though it's a comedy. Sure. And yeah. it spans the, the, you know, at the beginning was it. Venkman, or who does Bill Murray play? Where he's doing all the he's paranormal tests and all that stuff. You know, it's like it's all there. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is there. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, it is. I, you know, I just for whatever reason it didn't even uh, cross my mind, and it, but it is. I mean, it it is.
0: You know, you you could read. Go you could rewrite it as 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 not a comedy. Make no. make the character serious, yeah, and do that story. Sure, as well, a drama.
1: E- everything except the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. You'd have to make him like the Michelin tire. Oh thing.
0: no! Oh no! What are you thinking? Oh no! <laughs> it's not. It's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> He was a beloved childhood thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. But that incident, you right. But again, it takes the subject matter seriously. Yeah. And it think of a movie. Think of the fans. Ghostbusters is beloved. I mean, you yeah. know, go to your comic cons and stuff. There's yep. always going to be Ghostbusters there. There's le- like the legions of Star Wars people, right? We've run into them at the comic cons. There's the Ghostbusters. Yep there like and with great costumes and equipment and everything right yeah. so right. i think along with the shining and some of these i think ghostbusters needs to be up there as a quintessential paranormal film
1: there you go Even though it's a comedy there you go hey folks uh if you have movies you think that should go on the list you can always email us at www.com midnightalchemyshow.com dot com. Once again, that's www.midnightalchemyshow.com dot com. Or hey, come and see us on the Facebook page. Give us a like and uh, tell us what you think. What movies you want in? Yeah, how's that for a plug?
0: I think it's good. I think uh, when you have Doc Housel on, she's going to just tear us apart. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah, she, I'm sure, she and she should.
0: should. She knows this way better than than we do.
1: Well, how many people can be the pop culture professor trademark exactly yeah all right doc thank you so much man i i knew this was going to be an awesome episode uh simple, simply simply because i mean it, it's like a coffee with curmudgeons on steroids
0: remember to send your comments and complaints to jason allen at midnight Alchemy. <laughs>
1: that's right
0: that's right with a new uh redesigned logo too is that what's behind you there? Yep, That's nice. part of it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's looking real good. It, you're giving me a, like a real alistair Crowley vibes. Oh, geez, that's right. Look, look into my eyes, Mr. Crowley.
1: I'm going for more of a Jack Parsons vibe. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And that's it. good too. Yeah, thank you so much, dude. All right, and uh it's been fun. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this off into the sunset for Doc Normal. I am Jason Allen, and we will see you all again on the next episode, Ari Aberdare Show.